let's get it started. Broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. You guys are Hansons. Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's an Utica expression. Rain man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muff if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Aha! Aha! The Sportzilla Show, brought to you by Warner Sales and Service, starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Okay, I'll say the first words on the air, but I want Scoop to say the second. Go ahead. You smirked. I laugh every time I hear Coach ordering an English muffin. Is that what it is? Every single freaking time I crack up. I, I got to be honest with you, too. It's uh, <laughs> it's entertaining, to say the least. No GMAC today from Empower Federal Credit Union in Drivers Village due to practice and having, to move, having to move practice and then travel for the Boston College game. That will happen. We will be able to talk to Jim Beheim tomorrow. However, Scoop and I'll make sure we get that done and we'll have him on the air. We're going to discuss Syracuse and the North Carolina game and Brady and Edelman and Phelan and John Wallace's jersey in our next segment. Because we got to get started with what happened right here in our own backyard. Uh, before we do that, though, I would like to thank the Celtic Harp and Tommy Powers for sponsoring the studio that we broadcast from here in the Landmark Building in beautiful downtown Utica. We're on the first floor. Ocean Blue's up on the fourth. Residences in between. We come here every day. And now we got a name for it. It's the Celtic Harp Studios. And I'm fairly a regular at the Celtic Harp. You know, great selection of beers, black and blue burger, the wings, some good food and good times at the Celtic Harp. Also, attorney Robert Sawson's got to get some love. The phone line now, 315-768-1310, whether we use it for guests or for giveaways or we ever decide to open it up and take some calls, that's out there too. So thank you to attorney Robert Sawson sponsoring our phone line, 315-768-1310. And we, we do our Syracuse Sports. So as you know, you can go to Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv and you can watch the earlier version of that. We're trying to work that around so we get this Five o'clock edition of Sportzilla here in Sportzilla here in the Utica Row Market on as well. Well, we'll keep working on that. So before you keep going, thanks to our friends at Warner Sales and Service too. Thank you to our friends at Warner Sales and Service. That's why you're the glue guy, and well, now the boss. The glue guy has become <laughs> the boss. But I wanted to. I just wanted to throw it out there that they're ending Judge Judy after 25 years because I had been teased a little bit, razzed a little bit, poked a little bit about, I admitted that I like the Golden Girls, but I know the Scoop's kind of a little bit into Judge Judy, so I wanted him to share his so thoughts. So this is supposed to be a dig at me, because like, like they're the same kind of show. No, the Golden just Girls and Judge just Judy because, is not the same. Are, are, are you saying that Judge Judy is a, a, a woman of advanced age, no. and that's why she, she's a Golden Girl? It's not sexism or ageism, it's a you don't understand, like, like damn straight. I don't understand the like, Golden Girls. Like I say, I, I date for me. I kind of dig the Golden Girls, and I'm like, does not compute. But <sighs> Scoop has a little fandom for Judge Judy, and I'm over here going, I don't get, I don't get the Judge Judy thing. That's all. Judge Judy is just ferocious. <laughs> you can't get any nonsense over on Judge Judy. <laughs> I'm curious. What I don't know what the next adventure is. She's got something planned and. 
TV, I guess. I don't know what it is. I have to read up more on that. But it's been a staple for 25 <laughs> seasons now. What's there and, not to get, though, Rain? I, really? You watch the Golden Girls? No, I don't watch either. Then but what are you? Then you're just instigating like, once again. I'm going to tell. See, now, I'm I, telling Sean Coffee on you. Okay. I'm telling Sean Coffee on you. Judge Judy usually comes on after the Sunday night news on KTV or somewhere. <laughs> I'm watching it, and so I find myself just staying up later because I'm laughing at her shredding these idiots that come in there and try to talk their way out of trouble when they're so very obviously lying about things. So that's what the thing is. Okay. All right. I understand now. I so, understand. So how about the uh, the show WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into a preview now. Yeah. The Trent Cole show is on the way at six o'clock with the voice Joe Roberts and the coach. And apparently Joe Roberts has never seen WKRP in Cincinnati. There was an old sportscaster who's not in this market anymore. He had never seen Slapshot, which boggled my mind. But that's neither here nor there. But how do you view not? I mean, what he's yes, he's a hockey broadcaster. He's a radio guy. Like, how he's are you? He's a younger guy, though. He probably just hasn't stumbled across it. There's no in color. Watch it with his kids. Uh, yeah. Is, isn't that what we understand? Uh, that's what I believe what happened over the weekend. That's just mind blowing. I just don't understand that. How have you not seen? That's a, like, eh. It seems to be everywhere to me. Like I've it, it, the I mean, turkey I, sketch, the turkey the Thanksgiving. Thing. Yeah, that's a le- that's a legendary. But I'm a radio person, so I, I understand if somebody just is not into it. Wait a minute, the glue guy is younger than Joe Roberts. Yeah, and he knows he's a radio guy. He knows radio guys have to watch that. I think it's a law. <laughs> there's there's just certain universal things that like you could take radio personalities that have worked in this business from across the country, pick any any random station, any format that you want, and we could go to grab a coffee or a beer together, and we would all have 25 things in common that are just common in the radio experience. You know this as there, well as I do. There's the great moment in that show where the, the ratings come out, and Dr. Johnny Fever is looking at the ratings, and he goes, look what I'm doing with teenage boys! Excitedly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And doesn't really think about how that could be construed or misconstrued. Oops, that didn't sound the way I intended that to sound. It's great stuff. Needless to say, at 6 o'clock, you can hear about that during the Trent Cole Show right here on ESPN Radio Utica. Roll them out 96.5 FM. That's called a preview or a tease. This is the Sportsilla Show. So since we've brought up the comments really quickly, Wacy Hamilton is scoops and my guest uh, with the glue guy on the ones and twos at the 72 Tavern at 7 o'clock. It's nice to see him return. What? You're shaking your head. I'm not going to be doing it. Oh. Yeah. Why not? I haven't been the last couple of weeks. We're going to have Tiff? Yeah. Tiff's going to run oh, again? Yeah. All right, that's right. She does you're a better... In good hands. She does a better job. No, that was totally a joke, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wacy, who is our guest, said this after the loss, 5-2 to two against Laval Scoop. On pregame, please set this up because you kind of suggested that after the games, maybe they'd be a little bit tired. There'd be a little letdown. They had crushed Toronto the night before. They had beaten Rochester they on had Wednesday. Great jump, great jump against Toronto. And I was just worried that, you know, the third game in four nights, that might be hard to sustain that effort. You didn't have Reed Boucher. You didn't have Ole Ulevi. You know, Reed Boucher had five points Friday night. 
Um, you know, and look, very often the third game in four nights doesn't go well for the home team. It's like the the back to back nights in the NBA. Did Justin or, or doesn't go well for the the team playing that third game in four nights? How about the emergency recall of Justin Bailey? Did that affect things too? Well, that was that would have been Sunday that happened. I'm not. I'm not. But that was after. Yeah, I think that Sunday that was announced. If I remember the timeline, the glue guy. I lost a day in between. I have no idea what happened this weekend. I have. N- I blinked and it was gone. I have no idea why I decided to make a joke at your expense. You do a fantastic job, my friend. <laughs> oh no, I was okay with it. No, I wasn't. I, I'm, I'm going I'm, home. I don't care. I am disappointed <laughs> in myself. This is what Wacy Hamilton had to say. I think he was disappointed with the Comets' performance against Lavelle. Everybody realizes what happened. At this point in the year, I think we need to. We know what our mistakes are. We know we didn't come ready to play. We didn't come with a good effort. Um, against a team like that, you know you have to work hard and compete on pucks and be strong on our sticks. And we didn't do any of that. Um, you know, I thought we were better in the third period, but it was too little, too late by then. Now, I have some comments from. Coach Call in the post game that we will air on Wednesday when the Comets have their next game. But he alluded to something that Wacy said right there: stick battles. You know, when, when you're chopping away both teams for the puck, one team is going to win it, and whoever does gets the puck and basically gains possession. It's really that simple. Uh, he noticed the same thing as well. Wacy Hamilton, our guest tonight, Comets Insider Scoop and I, seventy two Tavern. 7 o'clock. Yeah, both Justin Bailey and Coland had four shots on goal in Saturday night's game. So so the recall was right after, yeah. So okay. the recall was sometime, I, I know I first saw it maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Sounds good to me. We got other things to clear up in our backyard here in Utica, guys, uh, before we run out of time in our opening segment. And there's a lot to get to. Utica College Basketball, let's start there. We'll have Sean Coffey joining us on Thursday a great season ended with a loss to St. John Fisher. Damn. I was bummed out that they didn't they didn't get the W there. But you know what? It's uh, it's one of those things. I know I saw a lot of people on Twitter commenting on this. You hang your head high. It was a great season for Sean Coffey. Nothing to be uh, ashamed or angry or embarrassed about. I think no. they represented really well this year. And um, What, I'm, they had the most wins since, like, what, 20? 20- 2006? 2006, yeah, that's absolutely right. It's been almost a decade and a half, and I'm anxious, not anxious, I'm curious to hear, given given Sean a few days before he comes in here, just, just to get his thoughts and his overall feelings about the season. I think uh, with a few days to separate it, he's going to tell you, you know, he's pretty proud of his team, and on and on and on. And that's good competition. I mean, it's the cream of the league, the cream of the crop. You know they're going to be good, uh, both, both those teams in Rochester. So... Look, it is what it is. Uh, you, you go back and you know try to get uh, things better for next year. Get some uh, new fresh blood in here, and and you know you go back to the drawing board. Mog Valley Community College took down H Triple C, a couple of teams in our region. I went to H Triple C, so did uh, the Glue guy. MVCC is having a good season too. So they, they got that done in the regional final. Uh, and there's regional, always a good rivalry between those two teams, too. Yeah, in the regional final. And, of course, I wanted to make sure we gave them uh, some recognition here on the SportsZilla show. Let's go to and stay in college and talk about the hockey team, though. Utica College Hockey. UC is advanced to the UCHC Championship this weekend with a 5-2 to win on Saturday over Nazareth. And then again on Sunday, they beat Nazareth 3-2. to That is now 18 straight wins for the Brain Gary Heenan scoop. 
Wow, and that is uh, amazing to think that they've strung all those wins together. And this town is just rocking when it comes to Pioneers hockey. I mean, the Utica State Office building lit up with the UC over the weekend. That was cool. And gosh, now here we go uh, with a big weekend of hockey versus Wilkes. Uh, I believe it's Friday and Saturday, 7 p.m. That's correct, at the odd. Both nights at the ABC. Boy, it's going to be exciting. And and if you saw any of the clips from the games over the weekend, the rapturous joy when the Pioneers would score, the fists going into the air, uh, a lot of fun at those games. Yeah, and Ray Biggs calls a mean game, too. Ray Biggs does call a mean game. I mean, it's, it's just amazing to me the information he gathers on individual players. It's like it's It's borderline psychotic. It's 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 astounding when I think about collectively the amount of work. It might not sound like it, but the amount of work we do ahead of time every day with the prep and the reading and just trying to dig for things and just to give you a little bit of fresh content or maybe something out of left field or a different take on And then there's Ray Biggs, who makes us look like we do nothing (laughs) at all. It's truly remarkable. Razor Ray Biggs, as voice of the comments, Joe Roberts likes to call him. It just, there's something something special with that kid, man, I tell you. He's got like a mind like a steel trap. Once it goes in there, it never gets out. Like, he's got these facts, and it's like, he's just absorbed everything. He's a sponge. He really is. Good job, Razor Ray Biggs. I look forward to his calls on those games. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on here right in our own backyard of Utica. They were down in Mexico. I'm talking about Utica City FC. The soccer team played the Sonora Soles, if I pronounced that properly, and I believe I did. UCFC won 12-11 on Saturday night, and then, unfortunately, they took a loss 14-5 on Sunday night. But I'm angling to get their GM, Tommy Tanner, in this seat right in between us, Scoop. So we can talk to him about that. He had wings in Mexico. That is actually what I want to ask about before any of the soccer. But we'll obviously get to the soccer if you're a Utica City FC fan. Well, that's some crazy travel. Wow. And I see a parallel with our Utica Comets in that Comets had three games and four nights. Uh, that first one being in Rochester Wednesday and then two home games. A, a lot of action in four days. And the Utica City Football Club a lot of travel, uh, body clock probably a little bit off because those games were late by Eastern time standards. And so the the parallel I draw is that I'm glad we got, as the Comets uh, fans will attest, I'm glad we won the first two of those games mm-hmm. and the three of four. And I'm glad that Utica City Football Club won the first one because that was an overtime thriller. It's 12-11. It was a nail-biter. So I'm glad you got the first one because that allows you to maybe have a flub in the last game of the weekend. Well, for Comets fans, let me just comment by saying this. You're going to have to get used to these three games a week now because this is how they're going to go out, man, on this playoff push just like that. You're looking at Wednesdays, you know, Fridays and Saturdays. I think there's a Sunday and a Tuesday thrown in there. There is, yep. But they've got to crush out about 18 games in about five weeks Five and a half weeks, so there's a lot of hockey on the way. As far as Utica City FC, and of course the, the game they won, the overtime game, it was Liam Callahan who scored the overtime winner, and I believe he was mic'd up. If I, I might be incorrect on the player, but Utica City FC, first time in their history these past couple of seasons, they've mic'd up a player, and it was fantastic. 
It was also fantastic that you heard a lot of bleeps whenever Ryan Hall, if you watch the video, it's all over their social media. A lot of bleeps in there when he's talking to the team in the locker room and on the bench, and we'll ask him about that in a PG version next time we get Ryan Kids in the hall back in here. Did you happen to catch that? I did not, but I would say in his defense, they're in Mexico, so they don't necessarily know those words. Absolutely. <laughs> and in his defense, I'm going to be Does honest the with the FCC you. governed down there? I don't think they do. I just think it makes the, the sentence enhancers, as they would say on SpongeBob, and yes, I watch a lot of SpongeBob with my kids, but I would say that that makes Insert the, dolphin noise here. Yeah, that makes the coach speak pop out a little bit more than your standard ordinary coach speak. I, I think those col- the colorful words uh, help it out a little bit. I'm paying more attention. I'm sitting up in my seat. I heard you, coach. Look, if I could pass along one of the lessons that I've tried to teach my daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> is, is that um, sometimes you need to swear like General Patton. Sometimes you need to swear with authority to command the room and get everybody's attention. And so you have to develop that skill. And that's what a coach does. The coach says, you're going to blankety, blankety, blank. You're blank and blanks. What? What did he say? And, and suddenly you're paying attention. Anybody walks into a room and starts talking like that, what, what, what? And you got to learn how to do that with authority. And I've tried to teach my daughter how to do that, and she certainly scared uh, any number of people throughout the course of her life who needed scaring uh, with profanity. Well, based on that, then, I will no longer tell myself I'm a, a bad parent when I lose my temper with one of my five <laughs> children, and perhaps I'm just being a you know, good You just parent. don't want to do it in front of Grandma, okay? Like, it's bad form at Christmas dinner. Like, if you bust out those words, I would just try to steer clear of them at Grandma's. Use my You're better You're just judgment. commanding the room, that's all. I'm just commanding the room. This read is- the room. Read the room. Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome now at 96.5 FM. Let's talk Syracuse basketball next. It's the Sportsilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Hey, Patrick, how the are you? Pretty good, SpongeBob. And, of course, when the broadcast concludes, you can get the podcast Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, of course, and our social media links have uh, links that can connect you to where you can get that at ESPNUR on Twitter, ESPNUR.com. And uh, this just in on Twitter, by the way, Utica remains third in this week's USCHO men's top 15 hockey poll. What, so, did, you, what, did, you, what did you say, glue guy? Who you got to beat to move up in this thing? Yeah, who you got to beat to move up. Wilkes twice? It, it, it looks like you got to beat Wilkes twice. Okay. It, yeah, I'm going to go with that this weekend. And maybe they don't move up if they do that even. Because it would be the NCAA after that. Well, we would get a a bid for sure. You know. a- absolutely. So, sentence enhancers to start off segment number two. <laughs> that was fantastic, uh, according to Scoop. Occasionally, you've got to use those type of words to make your presence felt. And that's it. But you can do that on radio. Uh, I'm, I, I want to talk about the NBA and this this meme with LeBron because of Dion, former Syracuse player, working out for them, and J.R. Smith's on the way. Apparently, he showed up in a hoverboard. Is that what you said? No, I was joking because he did that, I think, in a finals game oh, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was joking yeah. that he showed up for his Lakers practice with a hoverboard. Okay. I was making a funny when we were talking amongst ourselves because uh, J.R. Smith would do something like that. Was I had- you know, we, we just bought it as it was fact. Yeah, I completely thought he was serious about or that. He would, so did he, I. <laughs> or he would miss his workout with the Lakers because he was actually 
hanging out talking to some of the Clippers across town. That would be something that J.R. Smith would do. Oh, or, or he was buying Hennessy. Was I supposed to be there at a workout to join the Lakers? I, I forgot all about that. I had some other stuff going on. Oh, LeBron, I'll be there when I can. Yeah, I'll be there when I can. We're going to talk about that in our next segment, though, because Syracuse, unfortunately, lost 92-79 to to North Carolina. North Carolina is a better team in the last few days. We'll talk to Jim Beheim about that tomorrow. Scoop and I always get that done on Tuesdays to remind you. That's right here on the SportsZilla Show. But, of course, the dominant news of the game was Jimmy Fallon conducting the band, throwing foul shots into the crowd, uh, rooting on the Syracuse Orange. They ended up with 44 jerseys because they had retired John Wallace's number 44, hung that up into the rafters. Uh, but then Brady and Edelman were there, too. So this is the well, big news. That, uh, was, that was a huge story, though, because Edelman is mouthing to the camera, he's coming back, he's coming back. And when I saw the glue guy... On Saturday, that was the first thing about the game he told me, being a Patriots fan. Because I thought it was funny that, of course, he's going to feel that mantra going forward. They were FaceTiming with Vrabel. Correct. Like, these guys can't even get on their phones without people peering over their shoulders and discovering. And I saw somebody tweet video of them, with, and they they got the phone there, and there's Vrabel's face on the phone. And I'm like, can you just get... These guys a few feet to breathe here, maybe. Sports Center shared that video. The official ESPN Sports Center from the mothership in Connecticut. They shared that video. That's it's yeah, I get it. If sports fans want to know those types of things. I understand that. But if they chose to divulge that is one thing. Otherwise, when they're just sitting there at a basketball game, that's kind of creepy. Is it? Is it a little creepy, an invasion of privacy? It's, it's very creepy. It's a little weird, and it's also a little weird that we hang on every little tidbit like that and then make this incredible leap. Oh, he's going to the Titans. It's a done deal. He's going to the Titans. So if it was John Gruden, then I'd be like, okay, maybe I can see it. But Vrabel is a former teammate. Of Brady's. Yeah, but he's now currently the coach of Tennessee. So, of course, people are going to extrapolate that out and make that conclusion. Everybody's looking for the implication. Everybody wants to be the person that I told you, I told you, I told you. That's what they want. And I don't think any of it is decided yet. I think no, Brady could go one way or the other here. So, how do you feel about this? Um, I find it funny that people are saying that Jimmy Fallon was the most popular guy to uh, attend the SU game. Uh, yeah, he seems to be the star of the show. The most memorable thing, apparently. Well, well, Matt disagrees. I think it's Brady. You think it's Brady? I think more people know Brady than they do Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Uh, but was that is that the highlight of the entire SU basketball season is really the point? Oh, that Those no. celebrities were there? No. In that one particular game? Not at all. I don't think so either. I mean, do you agree or disagree? I think uh, the highlight of the season is every time Beheim threw his jacket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of highlights. To say Jimmy Fallon being there is the highlight of the season. What about the, the jacket that Jim wore the, of him throwing, throwing jacket. the jacket? The, you know, like, <laughs> that warped time-space wormhole thing where you, like, look at it and it's like, wait, Coach Beheim has a lining of his suit jacket. It's a picture of him throwing the the suit jacket that he eventually throws <laughs> you know it, it's like you're or you're in the hotel and you're in that bathroom it has a mirror on either side of you and you, like there you are in a towel to infinity it's it's like that sort of thing 
But there were some great wins over Virginia, great wins over Notre Dame. It's about basketball, after all. And Jimmy Fallon wouldn't be there without the basketball or the rich guy who got him a ticket. I am more impressed when Jim Beheim throws his jacket than I am that Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, and or Jimmy Fallon were there. Personally, I would have been more excited if it was David Letterman. I would have fangirled out a little bit more than that. It was a fun distraction, you know. From a loss. uh, From a loss, and on a day where things didn't go real well. I mean, at least you had the John Wallace jersey retirement. If you're a fan of the Orange, that was a cool thing. John was awesome. With his mom, Vanessa, in his amazing suit, which I have mentioned about five times now, with the hat. It was sharp. It, the, the orange pinstripes, the orange shirt. He, but he did have some basketball shoes on. But it was just, it was so nice to see his mom and his family celebrating that. And then him just turn around and be John Wallace and say, Mommy gave birth to a legend. That, to me, right there was quintessential John Wallace. I mean, if you think... Jimmy Fallon directing the band was more exciting than anything else in this Syracuse basketball season. Number one, you're a prisoner of the moment. Number two, you're spoiled. Yeah. You're a spoiled fan. So did he just do it with his finger or did he actually have the wand? He was very uh, animated the the whole game, Jimmy. No, he put on headphones and then somebody from security or something came over and kind of get off the table, Jimmy. Get off the table. Okay, you had your fun. Now get off. You had your 45 seconds. Now get off the table. Legitimately, I'm not even making 44 seconds. In 44 seconds. Ah, It had to have been 44. Yeah, I see what you did there. By the way, I hate the uh, the meme that's getting shared with the uh, carrier dome. The carrier dome being deflated because Tom Brady. It's because you're a Tom Brady apologist. I wouldn't go that far. Everybody else, everybody that's not a New England Patriots fan thinks that's hilarious. See, I think that plays to his argument that Tom Brady might be a bigger star than Jimmy Fallon. There was no Jimmy Fallon meme. Not at all. Okay. And more people, I think, know Tom Brady, and he's more of a lightning rod. You know, Jimmy Fallon is to some degree, because of some things that have happened in the past. But You make a point. You make a good point. A lot of people don't stay up that late. They don't watch him. I mean, I think he's funny. I like it's not that I don't like the guy, but to say that that was the best moment for I the whole feel season. like uh, late night TV is too political for my liking. Do you know what the biggest problem was in the game against North Carolina? We talked about this earlier. Scoop. We didn't score enough points. Oh, uh, well, yes, uh, not even <laughs> close. We we have not and have continued to not shoot the three. Well, that they're trying to be funny over here, <laughs> which led to you us just, not scoring enough points. Yes. You just John Madden that. <laughs> well, uh, this over here is a guy who I could, uh, Chris Collins. That was, that was, a, that was a booger right there. That was a booger. Yeah, they, they just, but the, the trend has happened where they're not shooting the three well. I gave you the number earlier 17 games into the season from three point, for three point land, 36.9%. 12 games since, 27.7%. It's a significant and continuing trend and a drop off in their execution from three point range. When you have Buddy Bayheim and you have Elijah Hughes and even Joe Girard throwing them into this discussion, those three guys known for making the three, that was the key to them having a good season, stated at the beginning of the season by one James Arthur Bayheim, and it's become a problem now. And now you have to win the ACC tournament for a chance. Good luck with that. And you run into a North Carolina team that's better than they were earlier in the season. Way better. Who has their best day shooting the three that they've had all season long. Of course they have. You oh. know, I, I, now that we're getting close to the end of the season, it, it's it's as if you just wish 
the bench was a little longer. Yep. Like there was another guy or two that coach felt comfortable with relying on that could produce. Hey, Borama had 17 points or something. Yeah, he had a I'm, good game. I'm glad you brought him up because that's the one trend that seems to have reversed in the last handful of games. Barama has been consistently good. Yeah, he's still got foul issues, but it hasn't been quite as bad as it was when they had the three guys foul out a few games back. You remember. I think the future's bright for the Orange. Okay, then probably not going to make March Madness this year, but we're spoiled. We're spoiled. We're but used to going every year. It, if they do make it, Cinderella story. Yeah, absolutely. And who's why? Why not us? I wouldn't dig out my glass slippers uh, quite yet. It's not looking good. But hey, Jim Beheim has surprised. Long shot. Anything can happen. Jim has. Uh, Jim Beheim led teams have surprised us in the past. Suddenly, suddenly, maybe the threes start to fall when they're in Greensboro. Yeah, maybe the the trend reverses itself. Hey, the law of averages. Eventually, you're going to do what you've always done over the course of a season. You never know. Maybe they start to fall tomorrow night versus Boston College and Saturday against Miami. Look, I, I feel that trend's got to start to reverse at some point. Yeah, I, there, there's just too much. There's talent there. There really is. At the end of the day, there's talent there. We're going to take a break here on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. The NBA featuring uh, Deion Waiters being brought into the discussion and a little tidbit on boxing as well. We'll be right back. The SportsZilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. It Sorry, is. I was. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was rocking out to the beat because I know this is a, one of your jams, man. The band Sleep featuring Matt Pike of High on Fire. Please uh, continue and open up our next segment on the SportsZilla Show, sir. Well, folks, we are here every afternoon, the SportsZilla Show. And if you miss any of the show, we podcast it afterwards. We've got the social media links where you can find it. We encourage you to do that. And you never know, like uh, tomorrow, for example... We're going to have Coach Jim Beheim as a guest. You never know who we might have on. I'm sure Gary Heenan. We're going to try and get him on. Talk a little UC hockey later in the week if he's not too busy. Wednesday is usually uh, the day we get the brain and the goop in here. So I think that's a very good chance. We got Jason Fitz coming up on Thursday too, right? Wednesday. On Wednesday. Jason Fitz on Wednesday. And then, of course, on Thursday we'll have Sean Coffey possibly with his wife, Gabrielle, who coaches out at Herkimer, the girls team out at Herkimer. But there is... Uh, the Ringer NBA, if you've seen that on social media, they have a, a picture, a meme out. It's LeBron with the rose, uh, kind of a take and a parody of The Bachelor. And uh, the final roster spot or the final rose goes to, is it J.R. Smith, who's working out, as we alluded to earlier, the Lakers and Dion Waiters, who had a very good workout earlier today with the Lakers. Now he goes and meets with Palinka and Frank Vogel, the head coach, and I'm sure the uh, unofficial general manager, LeBron James, to discuss what they do moving forward. Oh, it's pretty funny. I don't know how it's going to... I don't know what's going to happen. They got rid of Troy Daniels. Did they cut somebody else? Did they make it work somehow with both of them? There's so many possibilities. And then there's also LeBron James in the discussion for his fifth MVP. Uh, there's a, I forget the name of the coach of the Pelicans, but he said after watching him in the game against the Pelicans, Zion and LeBron, how was he not the MVP this year? Where he's, he's as he's gotten older, got more minutes and seasons, he's leading the league in assists, he's still scoring, he's rebounding, uh, he's still showing young guys like Zion, who is the future of the NBA. 
That would be uh, Elvin Gentry. How you get it done? Thank you very much. It was Elvin Gentry who who had that quote. You'll see it all over if you're following the NBA and LeBron and the Lakers. Which I, 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 agree, I, I can't disagree with him at all. How how is it anybody else at this point based on what, where the Lakers are? Anthony Davis. Yeah, I know he's part of the situation. Go ahead, Scoop. I love LeBron. I have argued for LeBron for many years. The MVP was the anybody but LeBron award, and he got screwed out of a, a couple of those MVP awards. He did, absolutely. And he's having a great season. Seems like he's getting a triple-double every night. All right? But if I'm voting, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo this year. So far for me. Okay. Is it because you can pronounce it? <laughs> Is that the only reason why you're That's voting? That's part of it, yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring him into the conversation because I wasn't going to attempt to say his last name, but you're absolutely right. Giannis is... Well, it, that's really what the argument is. Is it Giannis or is it LeBron this year? And, it, it's one of the two. It has have to be. To, we have to see how far both of them get. I mean, it's not... Know, how far does uh, LeBron elevate the Lakers? How far does Giannis elevate the Bucks? See, they only do the MVP off of the regular season. So you can't consider that in it. Well, well, I'm, but I'm saying we got games to play in the regular season, even still. You know? I agree. Is it, um, is it not James Harden who may or may not have, uh, you've seen that, what happened to his shorts? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I saw that. They were debating that on Levitard earlier. Um, it was their poll question. Did you also see the... Wait a minute, what, what, explain to me, what happened to his shorts? He may have messed them. There oh, was a, really? There was a marking. There might have been a streak. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. It's all over social media. It's there. Go take a look. Go take a look. Can I can I share something with you though? Did you see the uh, basketball hit James Harden too? By the way. Uh oh, in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Giannis. <laughs> yeah, I retweeted that. I thought it was great. I did too. Bounced right off his head. Went right. I mean, he ended up going right back to when he got the ball. It did. Which was even better. Max Kellerman, first take talking about Zion and LeBron, reminding him of Kobe and MJ. There are times. Where I don't even think, I know, he just says crap just to say crap. In many ways, there's no such thing as a perfect analogy, Mm -hmm. of course, but in many ways, it reminds me of Jordan and Kobe. I mean, they were the same position, same size. Kobe had the same game, the whole thing. And in the All-Star game, when Kobe got was voted in and wasn't even a starter, Kobe and Jordan were going at each other. And what Kobe was saying is, I am here. I'm not waiting, I'm here. I don't know that I see the same game from those two. I get it based on the size and Zion's probably going to get there. I just, well, but, technically LeBron's playing point guard this year, but you, you, when you saw Kobe and you saw MJ, you immediately went, Oh my goodness. When, when you watch those two, I don't quite see that parallel right now. I, I just don't years ago with LeBron. I think you did. And I think he's still a fantastic ball player. And, and one of the five best in the league, probably, but right now, when you have this MVP conversation, not only do you have to talk about him and Ante Tacumpo, but you got to talk about Kawhi. And, and I know they're down in the standings a little bit from the Lakers, but not that far. And uh, Kawhi's going to have something to say about it. Let me share with you my favorite Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, glue guy, talking about LeBron and the MVP discussion. Now, the one case I think that the pro-LeBron voters would have is that the Bucks are historically dominant when Giannis is on the floor, but when he's not on the floor, they're still very, very good. And then you flip that to the Lakers. When LeBron's on the floor, they're great. And when he's off the floor, they're not very good at all. And so it seems to me that if you were going to vote LeBron uh, for the MVP discussion, that's what you would focus on. What do you think? 
Um, I think Stan Van Gundy should be the next coach of the Knicks. No, it's Jeff Van Gundy. Why do you do this to me? Um, I don't have enough time to go off on a rant right now because we got to get to a break in a second. Uh, no, I, I want you to go off on a rant. No, no, <laughs> there's not enough time. You have to open. You you save it. You want to come back in, and I'll give you a hot take on that with the Knicks and everything else, but I, I don't want to do it because I'm going to spew for five minutes, and then I'm going to get all flustered. I'm going to get sweaty. So if we take, take the break off my now, hat. you can have your little rant. I don't want to rant after this because I want to talk about either Major League Baseball or the NFL or the XFL. I'll say that LeBron, once again, as he did in Cleveland and anywhere uh. he's been in his career, has elevated the play of all of his teammates. So the question now is, is it Dion he's going to elevate the play of, or is it, you know, JR? All I know is I'm bubbling over here, and you're going to get an earful after the Sportzilla show goes after the goes off of the air glue guy. Can we take a break now? Yes, please. This is ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. How on earth did Michael call my bluff? Is he some sort of secret genius? <laughs> Sometimes I see crazy things. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. To the bemusement of the boss, the glue guy, Matt Page. Yes, there is uh, some audio and video out there of Tim Tebow. You may have caught it if you're a Mets fan. He was tracking a fly ball, a routine, a can of corn, as they used to call it. You may have caught it, but... He didn't. Nope. Dropped it. Didn't even get anywhere close. Uh, he and that was the end of the game, too. Yeah. He tripped over his own shoelace, so basically didn't tie his shoes. It was like the loop-de-loop from SpongeBob since we brought him up earlier. If he just did that, then his shoes would be looking cool. No, I, I don't know if he didn't tie his shoelace. I just think it came undone in the outfield, and then he stepped on the lace and tripped over, and they talked about it. It was rather amusing. I will say, though, I do feel bad for TiVo because anything that happens to him is under a magnifying glass. So if it was any other major league player, it would have been, eh, whatever. He's got, but it's Tim Tebow, so everyone laughs at it. He's married and got a stress relief now that he never had for his first 32 years. Altuve has been getting some some crap, though. Uh, been getting heckled, been getting yelled at, been told to give back his MVP. Yeah, a fan did that to me and said, you, got, you owe that MVP to Aaron Judge. And I, I'll do it was drawing back at him too. Yeah, he he is he's taken it a little bit. I saw some video over the weekend of him being announced and just getting booed, and it was it wasn't like a mix of cheers and boos. It was an overwhelming loud. And this boo. is only spring training, and that's the thing. Vigilante justice. We've talked about this a number of times over the last week. Eighty three and a half is the Vegas odds. It's official. You can take your money and place a wager. So it's basically an every other game thing. Based on the number of hit batters on Houston, Vegas predicts over 162 game scoop. And I said to you, I'm taking the over on that. I think there's a lot of angry players. You agree. I know you agree. I agree. I also see in the future Dusty Baker getting out there and John with the the umpires about. Or manager yelling across the field. Get, you know, and, and asking for guys to get tossed. You know, a lot of this has to do with how the umpiring crews are going to handle this. I mean, they may just start tossing guys out, you know, the first time they do it. I mean, I think that's entirely likely. But are you going to get thrown out for intent when it's high and tight? I mean, what if a pitch gets away? Nobody's looking for headhunting for this game, the game to police itself that way. Nobody wants that. I don't want anybody in Houston to get hit in the head. I don't want to see that. But but they're getting hit square in the back and in the ribs. You're gonna and, and you know what you bruise up in there good or you crack a rib. You, you're looking at some DL stints. You're looking at 
It's not easy to swing when the rib cage is swollen and and bruised. It's just not. You had the audio from Tito Francona, the Indians, and he said, we're not going to take part in that. It's not up to us, the Indians, to extract any kind of vigilante justice. But the rest of the league does not feel that way. I've got Jessica Mendoza, who will not be in the booth on Sunday night football, or excuse me, on Sunday night baseball, but she's still analyzing games. And she talked about vigilante justice not being as bad as we seem to think. I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros are the most hit team in baseball as we get past spring and get into the regular season. That wouldn't shock me at all. It wouldn't surprise me if it does continue. Should it continue? Absolutely not. I don't think it's going to be as big of a storyline. I don't think guys are going to get plunked all the time where it's just gotten to where it's out of hand. But I think there's going to be some pitchers that are like, look, I'm pissed. Like, this is not something that and instead of using my voice or coming out and saying things that like other players, I'm a pitcher and I'm going to back you off my plate and I'm going to, I'm going to show you. And I just, I feel like within and in and around baseball, you talk to a lot of guys and people are mad. And I think that comes out in a variety of different forms. And if people are going to think that that's the way to handle it, I don't agree with it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it continues into the season. We'll leave that there for now. Scoop. You and I were heading over to talk to Wacey Hamilton at 7 o'clock at the 72 Tavern over on K-Rock for Comets Insider. Have a great rest of your night. It's been the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Now at 96.5 FM, the Coach Trent Cole Show next with Joe Roberts.